good sis. You were talking about having uh, powdered milk nips. <laughs> and, that your my... shoulders, and that your shoulders and your waist blend. Dude, my body, looks like, my, my body looks like Utah. <laughs> it's like, it's just like flat and salty. <laughs> and, then every, and then every once in a while, there's like a little, like my elbows just jart out of my body. Like <laughs> It's a huge mountain of elbows. You, you talk about yourself like uh conan o'brien i've been listening to a lot of his podcasts it's hilarious if you guys are interested in listening to somebody that's just is such a hilariously funny and smart dude he's so good man but he always talks about his body in like the in the best ways dude he's actually (laughs) he's in good shape conan is man i've 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 shook that i mean he doesn't yeah i well yeah that was back in like 2009 or something when you went on his show I mean, I don't know. 19, I don't know what Conan looks like. Just, it's just funny the way he talks about himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you look fine too, man. You're just talking about your soggy I look bottom fine with a, you... I look fine with a shirt on. Like people would be like, they would look at me and be like, oh, the guy's a healthy looking guy. You take, mm. take my shirt off and from my waist up to my neck, I just, I look like a tube of yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what no... Flav? No definition. Yeah, like not no. There's no not even bumps. There's no tapioca. Just straight Greek. Just straight. No, there's no def. No defy. Creme brulee. Yeah, just absolutely. Maybe you need to get a tan. Well, that's what that's what I was saying, man. Maybe it would be a perfect time for you now to go do a photo shoot shirtless. Maybe even full nude dude and just have your long hair that you got going right now just covering your nips and just put your hand over your wang and see what happens it's weird (laughs) taking pictures is weird enough bro yeah i know man you might as well just go full in oh god posing for pictures (laughs) is the least fun thing ever not not least fun but like it's so weird they're like okay act like you are not acting <laughs> right like, act right. like you're enjoying yourself when you're not in it's it's so odd be like, yourself yeah, julian knows nothing about that <laughs> it's the worst dude but with, try i don't know shots where you're supposed to be like dude it, it there it's it's a it's such a strange thing i mean you've gotten so many you know, both of you guys have gotten head photos of yourselves taken so many times it's it's a very unnatural thing to do so and una- i mean you know if, do you think it's on... tougher getting doing the photos or video um photos photos it's for just, real okay for yeah because it's just so unnatural to be to like pose and capture a, a uh, an essence or like a moment of something rather than just like trying to use my instincts to like exist naturally yeah. as I can. Yeah. But I'm I don't know. So that might be different because you are so photogenic man. to me. I just stand and let the camera do the work. Do you like to smile with your teeth? <laughs> That's a nice... Everybody give your best smiles right now to camera. Okay. Okay. Do you naturally <laughs> tilt your head, Julian, or is that? I think just, so. Are you I think he does? Yeah. No, I think I don't know. Like a little dog. No. Sometimes I when I go get I would, agree, I would agree with you, Jules, that that uh, posing for pictures is much harder than video. 
posing for yeah. pictures because one I want to look I want to look happy. I want to look like I'm fun to hang out with. And right. that's like really hard to do and not look like a total chode. In yeah. A, in a photo. Like <laughs> yeah. I loathe looking at photos, not loathe, it's a tough word, but seeing people in photos not smile. I'm like, why the fuck are you taking the photo if you're not happy? <laughs> I mean, that's like, most like uh, fashion, fashion photos and stuff, right? Or yeah, you know, like a high level photography is all just to like you know Zoolander face, right? Yeah, not like it, it, you're saying looking jovial looks is hard to do and looks ridiculous when trying to take a photo, like truly yeah, it's all, happy yeah. in a photo. Exactly. There's like all photos nowadays seemingly that are supposed to like look hip and look like high fashion nobody's smiling and i'm like why the fuck you you were standing there on purpose you like put it in your schedule you dressed up you straightened your hair you put on all of this like outfit and you're not going to act like you're enjoying yourself like how it's just that doesn't compute in my mind when i look at people in photos that were like yeah, I'm here and I'm like I'm sit I'm standing here on my own free will, but I'm having a miserable time. It's like get out of the photo, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Why are you in yeah, the but photo? Hey man, I'm getting paid for this Banana Republic ad, but I don't believe in the company's culture. Yeah, it's exactly. Not a smile. <laughs> I mean, I have to take a lot of photos. I like the majority of the photos that I take that are professional shots for like an acting portfolio to submit for me as an actor when casting looks at me the majority of them are not happy right they're like you Serious. know me looking like a cop or a douche of a frat boy like some kind of like you know just fuck boy who sucks who's right but not that, just like pumped but <laughs> but wouldn't you say that that is because the majority of roles in dramatic film are like pensive roles whereas music like if i'm not johnny cash why am i not smiling in right. my pictures like well i guess you, it's your call isn't it dude well no yeah of course it is let me see but the most most musicians don't smile in their photos they'll like show up to the award ceremony and they won't smile it's like bro aren't you if you're not happy to be at the award ceremony, don't go to the award ceremony. Don't yeah, show us three seats away from you, bro. I know, I Jules. You, yeah, I know, bro. <laughs> that I just did a photo yeah, shoot. Did, I didn't smile. Julian posted. You look great, posted though, a man. Photo today too. Well, so this I is did. my oh, yeah, point. Oh yeah, posted a photo today too. <laughs> this is I my point. I wasn't though. smiling. It's like my point is, is that that photo you're showing is a photo that I recently took. It looks. I get it. It looks cooler. To not be stoked, but like, cause yeah. if I was just like, nope. yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> it's, mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I would, I beg to differ. I think if you had a candid photo where you're just like laughing your ass off, which you yes. have plenty of, mm -hmm. those are the ones. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, that's those harder, are the best photos. It's harder to recreate that is what I'm saying. It's harder to recreate like genuine, authentic joy than it is to recreate genuine authentic i don't give a shit and so yeah. that's why maybe you see a lot more people just like not smiling in their photos because a yeah. non-authentic smile i feel like maybe you can read that's it that's an interesting thought experiment do you guys think that that's a language like authentic joy 
as far as facial expression goes. Yeah, like can you tell an authentic smile versus a non-authentic smile most of the time? You personally? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would like to say that I could, but there's also like I live in New York surrounded by people who are like inauthentically smiling all the time, you know, just to like get by actors and people that are that do this as a as a career who are just like, I'm happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> like, you know, and so, you, you know, if you're a good judge of character, then sure, you can tell. But not always. Some people are some people are really good at hiding that stuff, man. Some people are just like. Some people are good actors, you know, it's just I've good fakers. York, they can... I've been to New York several times and I didn't see one person smile. <laughs> you saw me smiling. Like, what? <laughs> what, New York, what, what suburb of New York are you living in where there's people smiling? <laughs> like, fuck yeah, it's weird. People, people are smiling now, man. People are smiling now. People are people are out and about getting buck wild, dude. Like, yeah, I was gonna. I was about to just comment on the heat, but then I wasn't because Steve's like 15 degrees hotter than me. Oh, so you're in what? winter, Alan, aren't you? Yeah, it's winter over here, dude. I've had a cold for dude, like you... six months. <laughs> oh, dude, 110. Yeah, 110. You hear that? Steve is currently in the Pacific Northwest, where they are experiencing the highest temperatures since the 1890s, when they first started Seriously. recording temperature. For I don't sure. even. I think. I think they broke that record too. Like what? What? That's forty-two yeah. Celsius for the Australians listening. Yeah, it's that's wild. Is that forty-two like, Celsius? Yeah, super hot. So I've I read a little bit about it this morning, um, and why it's happening. Some sort of pressure buildup. Steve, have you researched at all why the temperatures are so crazy? I'm too busy sweating. <laughs> have you been getting on the what are you finding out? in the heat? Double sweat time uh, though. Only for a couple of days. I took. This is the eighth day, so I've rested, but I got it, did a whole week straight. Dude, boy. I'm going to start up again tomorrow. Hell yeah, dude. Atta boy. That's rad. That's good. How's that asshole? Sweating your ass off. Yeah. Good, man. It's it's finally numb enough, dude. Straight to Rikers. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to go. So I, I can't confirm. <laughs> I, I looked and I can't confirm or deny this, but uh, I believe that it's true. Uh, a good amount of Tour de France bike riders will ride their bike so much that their butthole calluses closed and they have to get it like surgically. No way. Yikes, dude. Wow. Oh, I mean, my those guys are going God. like, what are you, I'm not there going, yet. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> just take like a little Zacto knife and just like Jeez, sliver geez. it open. I know I had this. I was are doing things today. Are you okay? I have it next to my bedside table just in case things get a little depressive. <laughs> I'm just joking. I was just cutting boxes. I got so many boxes today so I could set up my place like this, guys. So it I could be so looking nice. like so I could look like a fancy boy like you guys. Yeah, it looks but really I, but good. But I do want to go back to that because like how do you how do you cut open a butthole callus? What do you think I mean, you gotta I do? I don't know. I, I was told this and I had the same reaction. Who told you I, this? It was, I think it was my brother-in-law. Uh, I had the same reaction, though, which was like, oh, that makes sense. Oh. Like, you guys, neither of you guys were yeah. like, bullshit. You guys heard right, that. Sure, and you're like, right. wow. Totally. And I did the same yeah. thing. And then I went online, and I tried to confirm or deny, like, Tour de France bike what riders. What did I forget. It's been a while. I could, I could, but I couldn't I, confirm I could or deny see. it. 
I could honestly see something like that happening to me, not even doing a tour to France, just like <laughs> just j- jumping on the trampoline or something. <laughs> Jules just like sat Jules. in the hot tub too long and his whole butt closed. Dude, I can't wait for that Man. GoFundMe to be sent to me. <laughs> I've been so chafed before. That shit sucks so bad, dude. You're so chafed and you just like like feel the insides of your thighs and there's just like a inch of just like mm. thick ness that is just red and puffing oh, it's Ooh, worse you can't you man, that shit hurts tubs of pawpaw from australia for julian buddy oh dude no the only thing that works is gold bond dude oh yeah and shout, that, out that, you, shout, you out that. shout out to gold bond <laughs> yeah. but what's interesting is like that's seemingly i've chapped a few times there's only <laughs> there seems to be only one powder which is gold bond <laughs> Is there no other comp competitors? And go- do they just hold the a monopoly over the itch? Uh, I mean, there's baby powder, but it doesn't uh, yeah. do the same thing. I prefer field chalk. Field chalk. <laughs> <laughs> what color? It stays longer. Eggshell. Magenta. <laughs> Tell me this: Did you guys learn colors? any other way outside of your crayon box when you were a kid or did you just learn the primary colors and then like how would you how else would you have mm. figured out colors growing up outside of like the crayon box of 64 crayons mm. i don't think i think you're right like I you think started that's... getting like prism and like uh, opaque and like mm. i don't crescendo i don't even know the, <laughs> i don't even know what they're called there was uh, i don't cyan, think i learned remember and honestly cyan? yeah science well yeah yeah that's yeah I feel like you're just talking. I think I feel like we're just like naming off like filters from like Instagram when it first showed up mm-hmm. that are like <laughs> sepia. <laughs> yeah, lo-fi. Lo-fi. <laughs> Philo, yeah. lo-fi and Philo. I, I I actually have a hard time uh, uh, recognizing colors that are similar, so like pinks and whites and uh, reds and browns and greens and browns and like kind of reds and oranges and like things that are closely related in the family. Uh, and so people have said that a lot of men are, are typically colorblind. And, um, and, and I, I've just kind of added that to my narrative of like, yeah, I'm probably like a little bit colorblind, but I think it's just because I don't know colors very well. Cause I didn't learn colors that well as a kid. Like, that's why I was asking the question. Like yeah, but I is, only is it... know colors based on the crayon box that I saw. So... And, and still I was just like, well, cool. Magenta is just like, red purple how many colors are there though and is every other color just a shade of two other unlimited yeah right well Well, yeah they're all just five primary colors exactly they're all just mixtures of just five different primary colors and the shades of the in-betweens right well and what i mean we can see versus what the actual like planet looks like and light refracting and the different ways to see like david attenborough just had a series out that was like that, right? It was like looking through different refracted lights and lenses to see, um, you know, like butterflies, like glowing and all these different things that the human eye just doesn't see at all. And like how like cats can retain light in their eyes. So they see like this perfectly at dead of night. It's a crazy, crazy thing. Would you rather that see perfectly, would you rather see perfectly at night or <laughs> have to perform Emergency surgery on Julian's <laughs> chapped asshole. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you Would mean? I have to do the surgery at night? 
No, it's a would you rather. Oh. <laughs> Probably see at night. Or would I have to save Julian's butthole? Good choice. I mean, if you didn't, I'd be fucked, man. Is it life or death for Julian's butthole? Oh, well, we can get him, we can get him a bag. Just like pump it out the side, dude. Then Colonoscopy? Colonoscopy? Think about, think about how much time you would save in your life if you didn't have to poo or pee. I'd have just, no sane time in my life if I didn't have to poo or pee. Seriously. You'd never get your social media break on the on the mm-hmm. potty. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I post. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sometimes it takes me four hours to write my captions. <laughs> Bro, you, I'm just you sitting there. My lengthy. legs go numb four times. You get lengthy well, I always on keep social it, media no, posts. Here, I do. I definitely do. But I have a standard of always keeping it below 18 lines in my notes on my phone. Which is long, I know, but like I have this like OCD complex where I'm like I can't like it can't go over. I don't know why because when I when I look at it, it looks like it's long, and I understand that they're long, but I can't I can't go farther than 18 lines. So I like have to sit there and like go back and forth with it so many times. If it's shorter, then it's great. But uh, but yeah, 18 lines, man. That's the that's the trick for JP Grimshaw over here, dude. 18 lines. So yeah, probably of- pr- probably probably night vision. <laughs> Eighteen yeah. lines of what bullshit? Yes. <laughs> Sneak back. I want that night vision. I, uh, <laughs> I, um, I think that Rudy might be colorblind. Either that, or he's just like not aware that red and green are, because he of the colors he's continually mixing those, and that's what I hear is the those are the two colors that you mix up most frequently if you're mm-hmm. colorblind huh. and yeah, so like the, you can't see green or something is that what it is or well i think that like they both red. look red they both look green like red looks green okay and okay. green looks green and so it's either i mean he has two so it's either he's just like not getting an a plus on the quiz whenever i ask him like what color is that but he always gets blue mm-hmm. so i give huh. him the blue card and he's heard. like that's blue and then I show him I've something. I've heard it's red, red and green for sure. It's like a yeah, mix. Heard, I don't know anything about it, but I've heard that red and green is the ones that are difficult to see if you have some sort of color blindness. Yeah, I don't it's think there's any way to greens. determine if he's actually actually colorblind yet. But those are definitely the ones yeah. that he keeps flunking out on. Huh? Is he getting a? Because I remember early on he was he was really kind of into buttons and touching, like you know remotes and controls and mm-hmm. stuff like that and taz was always kind of like you know it's kind of a bummer because i want him to like be into like coloring and painting and he doesn't he seems to be like in a different phase where he's not into like doing those art projects quite yet but is he getting more into that now that you're talking about colors and stuff or is he still kind of just like mm, bashing buttons he and will, trying to drive he, the truck he he's all about tactile he's like super into trucks and he's very button yeah. oriented um yeah, not not too like I'm gonna sit down and do an art project yet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I don't know when that f- starts uh, like coming out of it of a child. Like some yeah. kids, some kids will start acting like I'm an expert. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I, I would imagine that right. like it can come out at any point. You know? Yeah. So many. I was thinking of the it's best. Like a, yeah. The, the the best like- thing currently is that uh he's super into role playing. Huh, and so cool. he's like 
constantly uh, going into like the closet or on top of something and acting like he's a chef. He's like, oh, you want some? Huh, a chef? <laughs> yeah. You want some biscuits? <laughs> Be like, dude, I'd love some biscuits. And he's like, okay, I get for you. And he like, goes back into the back of the closet. And, and he, he, comes says, back and he goes, says it like that. Yeah, here's your biscuit. And you go, oh, that's a good. Be- oh, I mean, he there's words that, that he doesn't. Right, right, right. Pronounce. Strings through. Oh, and- sorry, there's there's letters that he doesn't pronounce. So he doesn't pronounce his s's yet, or like his uh, pickets. Here's uh, your, R's. Hit, hit, you know, hit, here your pickets. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but uh, it's super fun. Like he's he's in a phase of where he's starting to have conversations with you, which is like a whole new level of joy as a parent. Cause, um, God, how cool, man. Prior to that, it's like very one way street, you know, it's very, very like, okay, well, uh, you do everything for the kid. Like, and now it's, you're, you're having conversation is just communicating with your child. That's like epic. It's super cool. Yeah. Some steak. Great to be. Yeah. Is he is he able to eat steak? Are you cooking him up some briskets, or is Taz making him eat quinoa and lentil soup? <laughs> no, dude, he's he's uh, he's tried steak for sure, and actually, mm-hmm. hot off the press, dude, Tazzy Wazzy's eating eating meat. Is she no. like regularly or like somewhat ev- frequently? Like pretty much every time we sit down and have a meal, there's protein, mm. and she's having nice. some of it. Huzzah. Can you can you can you uh, determine if it's changing her energy levels or emotional levels no. or anything, or is it kind of nothing? Nothing, just, nothing changes. Nothing. She went not, into not the, in like a bad way. Like I was wondering if it did something good. Yeah, because right. Because she's been so. I was kind of. Uh, I was kind of hoping that. that. I was sort of like yeah, the that evil she just like genius, yeah. just a like, superhero, yeah. <laughs> hoping that she would. Just well, last time she open. had some brisket, she was on the trampoline for an hour. <laughs> yeah. And you were I so excited. Getting massages. Yeah, that was so stuff. wild. I was like, oh, I know what the problem is. I know what, you know, I know she's tired all the time. Funniest yeah. thing was she went to a naturopath, got her blood work done. I think it's okay for me to share this. <laughs> Hot off the press. Hot off the press. <laughs> press. If not, Jules um, can not edit it and send it. Her, yeah. uh, her <laughs> iron levels were like, I think a normal iron level is, they say, on the scale is between 30 and 50. She had mm. seven. Oh, jeez! When they measured it, so they're like, "Yeah, you, that's probably why you know your energy levels are a little low." And um, and I mean, she, you know, she's a mom, dude. Like you're you're mm-hmm. you're just gonna have low energy when you're a mom, mm-hmm. right? You, you get no time to yourself. You're not sleeping a ton. You're waking up in the middle of the night. Um, she goes and gets an iron infusion. Which is, you know, like a, they just shoot it in your arm. Infusion, iron infusion, I think is what the technical term is. Her levels jump from 13 to 300. Wow. Whoa. Dude, no, you're married to Iron Woman. No effect. Yeah. She does, She's like, I don't feel any different. Really? Oh. Yeah. What a trip. I was like, what? Well, that sucks. Yeah, well, I was kind of hoping that like, oh, it just needs to start doing just like free so, basing some meth, dude. I was like, let's get it in, dude. Let's go full, full, yeah, dude. full tilt. Get go, some ice. Gotta go straight to the black tar hair wand, dude. Hair wand. 
You got your drugs mixed up there, player. That's that's gonna put you to sleep. Ain't gonna do nothing for you. It is. What do you guys? You God, can you imagine trying that? Maybe we should try it sometime. (laughs) Try to see what tar heroin. If your asshole ever gets so chafed and callous that it shuts down on you, I will shoot you up with heroin. Nah, if we yeah. all if we all make it to ninety, <laughs> let's definitely do some heroin. How about already, it? we've yeah, all done? Sure, we've probably all done heroin or some. Yeah, like, but I'm talking about like I'm trying to like I'm trying to like like tie my arm around and like oh, shoot geez, up and just dude. be like, whoa, <laughs> and oh just like God. experience. I mean, not not now. I don't want to do it now. I'm just saying, like at the end of my life, yeah. if I'm tripping and cripping, dude, I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to just bust it up in my arm and feel the power. geriatric geriatric requiem for a dream. Just Hopefully, by by the time you're 90, you won't have to go into a dark alley and tie yourself up. <laughs> I wouldn't to... do it in a dark alley, dude. I'll do it in the comforts of my own home, dude, with my friends. You guys at <laughs> a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Get you some gift cards to pass after. Shit. By the time afterwards. Julian's ninety, Starbucks might be selling heroin over the counter. Who knows? Yeah, it's gonna be. Let's it's hope. gonna be back in the Coca Cola. Let's yeah, hope. That'll be that would be wild, man. I, I won't. I won't do it, guys. Don't worry. There's no need to be concerned about my well being or my uh, drug I- I- intake. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna choose to do heroin anytime soon. <laughs> Just as a caveat, there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey man, that's right. You don't have to fight the stigma of drug abuse. It's fine. Yeah, fight the stigma, baby. Fight the stigma. Of you no, know, <laughs> um, we didn't even t- we didn't even talk last week about like where we all were and what we're all, like, how we're all where why we all are where we are. We kind of just jumped into your story, Alan, about you getting kind of lost up in your <laughs> in your crazy time Logitech uh, situation. Oh, but you've been in Australia don't say the for word. like don't say the word. I know. Are you still stressing about it? PTSD. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I just start um, twitching every time I hear that <laughs> term. No, no. Yeah. God bless Logitech, man. That's the only job I've had in like fucking three years. Um, <laughs> you about to uh, get a job at Arby's, dude, being a cleansing yeah. cook? I'm this far away from applying to Progressive.com. <laughs> that one works uh, at Arby's. They make no money because salesman. it's the only one who buys Arby's. Yeah. yeah for real. No way, dude. I love Arby's. Me and Alan have always enjoyed Arby's. I'm a big fan of Arby's, dude. Especially their like supreme, their fresh cuts. They got like those fresh sandwiches now. Oh yeah, like little turkey bacon avocado man, multi multi grain breads and stuff. Yeah, I mean it has it it has been a while since since I've had Arby's. But back in the day when I was when I was on mass budgets, dude, Arby's came in handy. (laughs) Mass budgets meaning like sewn up butthole. Yeah, roast beef from Arby's. Damn, dude. What are you guys? What? What? If you had to pick, I don't know if we've had this conversation on the podcast yet. But if you had to choose between all your favorite uh, fast food restaurant, which which would it be? My favorite fast. You know? I'd probably go with. I'd. Uh, well, it, what's your definition of fast food? Like yeah, what is level? Five Guys fast food? Because Five Guys is I think pretty so. fast. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, then it'd definitely be five guys, bro. No, no. Well, it's either five guys or in and out. Chipotle no doesn't count, though, Steve. Why not? Chipotle has to count. Uh, it's on the same level as five guys. Yeah, okay. like I think of fast food is like Jack in the Box, Taco Bell, Arby's. All right, Wendy's. so in that vein, then, like, in that vein, in drive-through window vein, drive-through window. Taco Bell. I, yeah, I'm going. With Taco, Taco Bell's Bell. pretty prime. 
I think yeah. we might all agree on that. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's been a minute since the podcast. Uh, dude, dude. Grilled they, stuff, steak, burrito. Taco Bell's been sponsoring touring musicians for millennia now. Like almost really? Almost a decade. They gave us a thousand dollars. They gave us. They gave us. Like really? hundred five dollar gift cards to tour with. What? What do you? We just had to like tweet at them. What do you do f- with five dollar gift cards? Just like apply it to your bill. You yeah. just give them you the. Just you give, just give like, them your the bills coupons. 12, thirty bucks. You give them the give them the cards yeah. and they just swipe. Remember them when you could them. go to McDonald's or Taco Bell and actually get everything you needed for five bucks? Yeah, not anymore. There was. I remember a time when McDonald's cheeseburgers were twenty nine cents at some point. There was like 29 and then there was like, they were during days. Like it was like Wednesdays, it was 29 cent cheeseburgers. And then it was like 39 on Wednesday and like 59 on Fridays. I was like, wow, this seems so cheap. (laughs) That's so inexpensive. Somebody was trying to explain to me the other day that like, oh, well, that's just their marketing ploy. Just like getting you in the door by, by making you pay you know, only 99 cents for a cheeseburger. I think my argument was like, how is it possible that you're allowed to serve food, like quote unquote food for that price? There's no, there's no way that you can raise a cow, kill it, (laughs) and then employ like millions of people in your stores and sell a cheeseburger for 99 cents. Like it does, doesn't make sense that you can do that. Potatoes, Potatoes and soda are cheap. Yeah, I mean, is that where the, is yeah. that where they're making their money? They're making it off the Coca Cola and the and the fries. I mean, I'd imagine. I mean, how much is a potato? Is it I'm, even real know. potatoes? I, I have no idea. I'm just trying to think of like the expensive stuff has got to be bread decomposing, right? Definitely not making their money off those salad McShakers. Yeah, those whatever they mix in the meat to preserve it. Yeah, you know. Whatever the fuck that is, is the stuff. Yeah, that's the, that's that's what it is. Yikes. When you guys were young, and when burgers were that cheap, back when I was when I was talking about it, how did you guys? And also, I guess there's two questions in here. How did you get money to go and buy meals for yourself when you were a kid, or like tr- snacks or toys or whatever it was that you would go and buy? Mm. And and what and what were those things? Alan, go ahead. I never. I had an allowance. Wait, did you steal? Never. Ah. Never. No, dude. Good I kid. I never stole. Um I had an allowance like for a year, I think. And then I was just such a lazy twerp that like I never <laughs> did any of the chores. And so my <laughs> folks just like <laughs> stopped giving me allowance and then I was just like kind of over it. Uh Yeah. And then I think for a summer I mowed some lawns and I made a, like Mm -hmm. my concept of money and business and my relationship with money is so like dumb. Like it didn't ever occur (laughs) to me until I, until I was like literally out in the wild trying to pay my own rent. It just never occurred to me that there was this thing called like making money. Right. And like how to make it and like better ways to make it and saving it and, like I just nothing nothing until I was like oh shit I'm gonna have to provide for myself and someday my body's gonna be so wrecked that I'm gonna need to live off the money I made when my body wasn't wrecked like and that didn't yeah, occur to yeah. me until I was like 27 
There's like <laughs> right. there's like ten year old kids. My 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 nephew. The kid has like a thousand dollars saved up. Really? <laughs> yeah, nice. he's just nice. he's like, hey man, can I have a nickel? I was like, sure, whatever. You know, he's like, can I have the money in your pocket? He's like, yeah, here, Sweet. It's like 30 and bucks in there, dude. And he's just he's just yeah. storing it away. Wow. He's just storing it away. Like both him and his sister, like gangster. their relationship with money and savings is just brilliant. And when wow. I was a kid, I just I didn't conceive of the that concept whatsoever. It was just like, oh, just my folks will. But and then even more audacious is when I couldn't get things, I like got mad at my folks. It was like, right. if I couldn't get the new snowboard, I was like, why don't you guys make more money so you can buy my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just a brat. And, yeah, dude, I was just a rat kid, man. I never had, like, there's no concept of, like, if you do something, like, c- cultivate value for other people, they'll give you money in return, and then you can save it right. up, and you can bring more value to your own life. It was just like, why? Right. Bullshit, dude. I should just get stuff. <laughs> Uh, but what? So I think that, what, so that was a was long, it? that was a long-winded answer of like I never ate out growing no, no. up. It, it's you never did what? Never ate out. Never like had money uh, to like go to McDonald's and get a burger. And you never my, got any. You never got any snacks. You never got any like yoo-hoo's or any like Twizzlers or or, or nerd ropes <laughs> or anything like that. There, I remember my mom hide them under your bed. My my mom had like a one of those like penny jars, you know. Where it was like Mm -hmm. all like mom and dad would put their loose change during the day. And every so often I would like walk by that little jar. And by walk by it, I mean I would pick it out from its hiding space, put it on the table, (laughs) and like shuffle through there. Well, and there was like some, there was dimes in there sometimes. And every so often you got lucky there was a quarter. (laughs) And I would. And I would. And I would. So often there were dimes in there. I would take it and go to like the bowling alley on my way to school and you could get penny candies. These like, um, uh, they weren't like Laffy Tabbies. They weren't uh, Laffy Tabbies. They were like, uh, f- oh. Gobstoppers. Footies. I don't know what that is. There. They're like a kind of Tootsie foot? Roll, but they're like. Oh, they're, oh they're, yeah. Tootsies. tootsies. They, they, were, they were like the fruity Fruities. They were like, absolutely, the to- yeah. like the fruit Tootsie Rolls. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember those. They were colored. That's what they were. They were like colored and mm, had a different I remember flavors. That. Yeah. And penny candies. I remember that. Oh, dude, I would get a mess of them and then just <laughs> just twinkle my way through them throughout the school day. I'd get like 75 of them and put them in my j- jacket pocket. And then they would just all melt to like <laughs> one <melt>. big <laughs> right. softball of rat king of candy. Yeah, exactly. The shot put uh, sugar. Wow, dude. Yeah, those, I remember guy, those dollars. Steve, what was your relationship with like work and money and saving and getting things growing up? Did you have one or did you not worry about it? Uh, pretty similar to you. Really, uh, I did errands for my, you know, side cash, um, which was just like, you know, an allowance, a little stipend for me if I was a good boy. But mm. I don't remember, remember like going and get candy and stuff. I was wanting like accessories for, you know, I'm talking like six to ten or so. I was wanting accessories for, you know, my Ninja Turtle toy or G.I. Joe mm. or those kinds of things. I didn't spend it on food. You had action like figures? That. Yeah, I spent it on like baseball cards, pogs. Steve is a real you know, boy. Like, Dan Marino slammers, you know, shit like that. Yeah, I guess I did similar to that. Yeah, Steve, you were like a man when you were six, I I think. 
<laughs> no, I, I, I don't know, man. It was, and I think there was a lot of uh, like communal stuff, you know, I had tons of friends and kind of where I grew up, everyone was kind of the same age. So mm-hmm. if you wanted something to play with or go do, like just go to the neighbor's house, you know? Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. I think I'd, somebody, somebody had something that you wanted that was yeah, around and, you. You know, you go and trade barter be like, Hey, do you want to borrow this? I'll borrow this. Yeah. I got the Jurassic Park truck. You got the like fort. You want to play That's bullshit. Mm. Hot yeah. Wheels, you know? Yeah. Were you guys, were you guys ever in stuff? Stuff? Were you guys ever right. into baseball cards? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For you sure. guys ever in Star Wars cards? Did you ever get that bug? No. I had I was that in, for a minute. I was in a Marvel card. I was in a Marvel cards though. You guys even remember you guys even know remember those? Our janitor at our elementary school, never uh, she's like the only person I remember from elementary school. Her name's Les. She was so cool. She would have all the students do her chores. And then she'd pay them in like candies and Marvel comic cards. And these comic cards were like hot. Like some of them, if you, I don't know what the value of them was, but like some of them would be hologram style and some of them would be uh, like see through transparent. And you'd just be like, oh, my God, I got I got a Cyclops, transparent Cyclops. <laughs> it was like the coolest thing. And you didn't know what to do with them. But she she would just like she would just hand off her duties to like eight-year-old kids and then she just like amazing. pay them in cards in baseball <laughs> cards as well and yeah my i think my brother still has like several boxes of his baseball cards just sitting in an attic somewhere um might be some value to all that stuff you guys remember beckett's looking up your card value in the beckett's oh yeah no you don't i forget that yeah, that was what like they were what, called yeah yeah it would like show you the value of the 1993 rookie king griffey jr from his Home run grand okay, slam. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The Beckets. Yeah, those were crazy. I, 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 I uh, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I kind of had the similar situation to you guys, but uh, I do remember like getting a little bit out of my like adolescent age and being old enough to kind of know better. And I remember like going when my mom and my dad had had split. I, my dad had a house and my mom had a house, and I remember being at my dad's house and he would always have like just like cash sitting on his bedside table. And, and if he didn't, he had a checkbook in his bedside table. And I used like, I had two, I had Tuesdays at my dad's house uh, during, I was like part of the custody thing with, with my parents every Tuesday and every other weekend. And so every Tuesday I would go home from school and I would just like write checks from my dad's like Diego Gavilanis attorney at law checkbook. And just like, (laughs) forge his signature to Papa John's and get like six pizzas delivered to the house. And they, they didn't know any better. They're just like, they, oh they're just God. young, like high school kids working at Papa John's. So they yeah. just like going like, sweet man. And I'd like tip them and stuff. And, and if, and I take cash from his bedside table and it was awful. It was so awful. And I remember like, I remember even like doing, my mom would give me a uh, money to go do like a, uh, I remember doing this with my cousin. Brian McNeesy, shout out to Brian. She would, uh, she was giving us, this was just one occasion, but like $20 every time we needed to go to the dump because we were doing like something for her, but we would take all of the dump and just like throw it elsewhere, keep the 20 and then go buy a dump sack of weed. <laughs> like it was just such an awful thing to do. And, uh, and yeah, like all the money that I made, because I remember getting stuff when I was a kid, like we had a go-kart and a trampoline and those were two of the things that 
my brothers and I bought, but I was the youngest. And so I don't really remember, you know, contributing that much to those things, but I don't know where that money came from. And I probably wrote just a check. like, yeah, just, I just wrote a check, <laughs> blank check, man. I watched too much blank check, man. I was getting too excited about go. it. Mac it was dog. bad, man. It was, it was, it was a bad move. And now in retrospect, I'm like, man, that was kind of a shitty thing to do, man. You know, that- I remember one, go ahead down. I was just curious if that's why you're terrified of having kids because of how, <laughs> because of how shitty. Of a definitely kid you were. dude. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. And no, I mean, of course I, because of the way that I came up, I'm just like, and look, there's plenty of kids who are much worse than, than that. Uh, but still it's like, that sucks. That's such a shitty thing to do. And especially because like, you know, now knowing I used to just think that like my dad was like the richest man in the world and he's by no means that at all. In fact, on the contrary. And I would just like take his bucks, dude, and just go like buy whatever I wanted with it. And like, and even like twenties would be on the table on the bedside table. And I always thought like, does he never count this? Because I'm just coming and grabbing like 60 (laughs) every once in a while and just like going downtown. But I was just thrown down on like booze. And I mean, this was coming, getting into like high school and stuff like that, like, and weed. Uh, yeah, that, that was crazy. Do <laughs> but, you think it's, but I, do you, I, sorry, I'm, I'm interested in talking about how uh, easy it would be nowadays as a young high schooler to get weed in Washington. Now it's legal. Do you think it's harder or easier now that it's legalized, mm, it's probably uh, it's probably easier. I, it's probably just the same. I mean, like older kids that are you know of legal age to go and get weed from a dispensary. It's probably just more expensive. You know, when we were kids, it was so cheap, man. When we were in like high school, when I was like a freshman, dude, I remember buying like quarter ounces for like fifty bucks. I I don't even know what the price on that is anymore, but you know. I don't think that's the case anymore. Um, it was just so inexpensive. And I bet now the prices have just like inflated with the prices that they, that, you know, the, the, the value of weed is at a dispensary. Um, and so it's probably just accessible for sure, because older kids will pass it down to younger kids and sell the dime bags and dub sacks and all that stuff to these young kids. Um, and yeah, kids are probably just selling it out of their lockers at high schools. Well, if you they're even selling actual physical bud too. I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Get away with so much bait gummies cartridge and... now and all the gummies and yeah, so many different ways right. now to like hide it from your parents. Was just like shittily rolling a joint and trying to smoke it in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. you hear I hear it quite a quite a quite often about like the impact of social media on young adults, young kids, you know, teenagers, high school students. The impact of like sexting. You know, there's like a lot of that happening, <clears throat> seemingly from what I hear in the like young teen world. But in Washington, I don't hear much about parents going like, God, dude, my kid is just like, I don't know where he's getting it, but he is just stoned all the time. I can't get him off the yeah. weed. I'm not hearing that as much now as like when it was illegal. It was like, yo, dude, where's my kid getting all this weed? <laughs> Yeah, but who, I mean, who are you talking to that has teens? Are you talking to people that no, have teens? I, I mean, look, it's 
it's it's all in passing. I don't know. I don't know either. Right. No, it, it would it would all be in passing. I think it was just a hypothetical. Like, do you guys think it's easier or harder now that it's legal and regulated for young kids to get it? Now, the same argument can be made for alcohol. Is it easier for kids to get alcohol nowadays than it was during I don't know the nineteen twenties or probably yeah <laughs> yeah I mean the kids were making the so. booze in the nineteen twenties yeah. but right. I right. think it's just who if you have the hookup if you just have you know someone who will go and get it for you I don't see why it would be really much different yeah in fact yeah. I think it'd be easier because you know you're like cousin Clay can just go to the dispensary post like trying to hunt down his weed guy and right haggle and do all this bullshit you know. Right, because how old do you need to be to go to a dispensary? Eighteen, yeah, in at least in twenty one. Twenty one, that's the that's the, the age for uh, yeah. recreational. Yeah, for like uh huh. In Washington, legalized or rec- sorry, recreational marijuana, not medical. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, like what Steve was saying. You know, there was uh, like a little mini mart that sold to me when I was a ninth grader, eighth grader. Like, you know, I used my brother's my brother's ID who wasn't even 21 either <laughs> when I was using it. And I would just like go in and just like show an ID and it would just like, he was just making sure that like the camera was picking up that somebody showed an ID when they walked in. He didn't care. He was just like, cool, man. Like I'm just trying to sell beer here. I'm just trying to make money for my store. And was it, and his, I'm sure there's plenty he, of stores like that. Did he own yeah, the it was store called, or was I mean, he an employee? No. I, well, yeah, it was just like this, this old man who owned this store uh, on the corner of this, like, you know, uh, this intersection uh, called Metsy's that when I was growing up and, oh, you know, you it was just, blast, dog. Yeah, they're gone now. I've checked. But yeah. <laughs> uh, now he's, now he's gone. For I had shadow. one of those too. Shadow. It was like Frank, yeah. Frank's Mart. And it was like this guy, Num Q and his wife that were the only two people yeah. I ever saw working there. And they didn't give a shit. They didn't give I a mean, shit. They wouldn't yeah. sell it to kids, but you know, it was like 17 years old and they just didn't yeah. care. Yeah, and you it's guys, so funny too because you know, like, go ahead, Alan. What do you think about the drinking age limit, the s- smoking limit? We can, you know, send kids off to war and they can die at eighteen, but they can't smoke a cigarette until they're twenty-one. Um, can't yeah. smoke weed until it's, they're twenty-one. I, Over here in Australia, I think the drinking limit is eighteen. But God, you're but even still. Your brain's not done developing until you're at least twenty five, twenty six. Do you guys have an opinion either which way? Should we just get should just kids just be sucking down that bourbon <laughs> latte when they're fourteen or what? I mean, if you want to, if you want to end up like JP Grimes over here, dude, then go for it. No, see, I but, think with that, Alan, is where like JP Grimes went all messed up is that he wasn't taught how to control it. It was a taboo thing. Yeah. It was a let's party, let's rage. Where countries that are functional with younger drinking ages is because they're taught that this is a treat for dinner. This is a mm. thing to be hold, have responsibility to. It's not a, Hey, I've been repressed sexually and party wise until I'm 18. Send me to my private Catholic college, Christian school. I'm going to fucking go crazy because yeah. it's forbidden yeah. fruit. I'm going to rebel against this. I really think that teaching those lessons, you know, not like putting a kid in a closet and smoke a cigar. So we'll never smoke a cigarette, but things like, Teach them what a beer does, negative effects, positive effects, you know, mm-hmm. but that depends on the parents' relationship with alcohol too. Um, yeah, and I point. personally think that if people are taught to be responsible with the substance, they'll be way better off than it being a super taboo thing that they eventually just fucking want to sink their teeth into. 
and go to town in an unhealthy yeah, way. That's a really that's a really good point. But then do you Does, think that uh so then though those those limits, those limitations, those age requirements in order to purchase it, do you think that that's just a like as a parent, right? I'm I'm the only one who's got a kid between the three of us and I'm attempting to, you know, I was raised like don't do any of it. Don't we we didn't really really even talk about it. Like I I was never even invited to parties growing up. You know, cuz people knew that like I wasn't I wasn't down with that. Down. And it, and I didn't even have to tell them I wasn't down with that. They just like assumed I wasn't down with that. It could have been, yeah. you know, like it could have been the the polo shirts and like singing worship songs in my high school class, but <laughs> that gave it away. Uh, like the son of a pastor, son of a cop, son of a principal, you know. Yeah, it was the same thing. Excluded. Absolutely. And so uh, when I first got into any sort of like extracurricular substance activity, um, I had no knowledge around it at all. Other than just hide it from anybody whose opinion I cared about. Still to this day, like even talking about it on this podcast, the first thing that goes through my mind, like, is my, my folks going to hear this? And like, you know, be upset or be, really, it's just ashamed. It's kind of like, oh, my folks going to hear about this and like be ashamed that I'm talking about these things that are so, it's so ridiculous that they're taboo. But they are. Right. For some reason. And as a parent, I'm like, where do you, where does that line and how do you dance with it? And is it just constantly moving? Right. Once you get a good grip on your relationship with your kid, is it? I hear so many. Oh, my my folks, uh, they never put any boundaries on me. And so growing up, this is now what I'm dealing with. And then the other kids were like, well, I just always had boundaries. And so this is what I'm dealing with. I'm just like, am I just going to mess up my kid regardless of (laughs) the parenting choices that I make? Is it just inevitable that I'm going to fuck my my child up? I don't know. Isn't it just like a rite of passage for a young person to go through life and make the mistakes that they need to make in order to learn? Like, have you guys actually learned from from anything but your mistakes? I've learned a lot from your mistakes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be at the forefront of those for you guys for a long time. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mean, well, look, there's some things that you just clarify growing up and growing around. You just don't touch. You're just like, I'm not, I'm not trying to go that. Whether it's, I don't drive fast. Like, I have no desire to get on a motorcycle. Yeah. Right? And I'm just, I'm not ingrained with that desire. But I'll get on a snowboard. And I'll fly, I mean, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but Julian and I last year were snowboarding. I almost killed a lady. Yeah. Scouts on her, I thought I killed I was seriously traumatized. He was fucked up, dude. Had bad dreams for like five days. I was going, we were in Breckenridge. and Vail. Hopefully this doesn't get me in trouble because maybe she's still looking for me, but. Uh, well, I don't know. Wes, the janitor, is certainly getting fired from this podcast, so lay it yeah. on the line. <laughs> yeah. 
I uh, no, you did everything you needed to do. I did everything right, but still, at the end of the day, like, got into an accident and realized in that moment how dangerous this activity is, right? I'm I'm blown away by whoever, I don't think it's one specific person, but if there was a marketing committee for downhill snow sports, that would be the greatest marketing committee of all time. Somehow, the perspective of going to a ski hill Riding up an iron lift that's like 75 feet off the ground that some guy who's like barely graduated community college put up. (laughs) Going to the top of the hill and then just pointing a slippery stand-up stick down in the direction of pain and going as fast as you can is like a family-friendly event. Whereas like wrestling... Is like I don't know. I don't violence. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I know. I don't want. I don't want to spark that rage inside of my kid. You know. Ah, they wear <laughs> leotards. Those yeah. leotards, man. I don't want to spark that little. Uh, you know. I want him getting a chubby in that leotard. <laughs> Alan's harnessing <laughs> Tug Pucky right now. Yeah. But the ski. <laughs> Shout out. Like, how did that happen? I I like I hit this le- and I know so m- all of my friends. And we grew up snowboarding, snow snowboarding. All of my friends hurt themselves severely on a snowboard or a ski. I had a friend, dude, I had a friend. Shout out to Scott Markle, bro. I love you to pieces, man. He was in the backcountry by himself, hit a rock, endowed, broke his spine, broke ribs, knocked yes. himself out. Somebody just stumbled upon him. Knocked out. He would have just been there for like hours. Probably died. Goes to the hospital. He's put into an induced coma for days. He's a good friend of mine. Really? I I learned to snowboard with him. Oh, my God, dude. I didn't know that. Gets out of it. Heals himself up. Bro, I'm up on the ski hill with him months after he recovers for this, and he's not wearing a helmet. Oh, no. (laughs) Bro, what are yeah. you doing? He's like, I, the nar, dude. Just never, <laughs> just never wore one. You, bro, you're what? Like, yeah. So, I don't have that desire at all. Like the the uh, crazy adrenaline. Maybe it junkie. could have been. It could have been that I broke like ten bones before I was nine. That made me yeah, that's, like yeah, regulate. Probably has something to probably. do with it. Probably, but like. Same with motorcycles. Like, I don't know a single person who's ever, like, had a motorcycle and been into motorcycles that isn't severely hurt themselves on a motorcycle. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get what that is. Why Why are you? Yeah, we have some friends dude, who are very reckless on their motorcycles. Super reckless, dude. Like, to the point where I'm like, dude, I don't even want to. If you ride your bike to where we're going, I'm not hanging out with you. I'm not coming tonight. Yeah. I'm not like, yeah. you know, like, well. I'm just having a beer, just a beer. It's like, bro, yeah. you're riding a fucking motorcycle, dude. You rode it yeah. here, and it's yeah. raining. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Hey, folks. Today, our episode is brought to you in part by our good friends at Ladder Coffee. Head to laddercoffee.com, and you can order beans directly from the brewer, as well as some of this beautiful cold brew locally owned and operated out of spokane washington check it out ladder coffee i'm jacked
But before I, I think, moved to New York, I had to ride a motorcycle like in the winter time because it was my only mode of transportation. And it was my dad's big ass chopper Harley, <laughs> that yellow thing. <laughs> I remember this. And I, I was, and, I, and, I, and I was like, you know, I'm scared of motorcycles. Like, I'm scared of guns. I'm scared of like m- motorcycles. I'm scared of these things. Like I'm, I love to snowboard too. I'm, I feel you on this as well, Alan. But like, yeah, I, like before I moved to New York for like three months, I had sold my, my Jeep. And I didn't have a car, a car. I didn't have a vehicle. So I, my dad had like inherited this big ass yellow Harley chopper with like a skull and crossbones on it. And I, it was my mode of transportation, like in the dead of winter, I moved to New York in January. And so like from like November through January, I was just like, I remember riding it like over the 520 bridge, like in Seattle and just like snow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like so scared just like i it was it scared the shit out of me man but uh yeah when our friends drive and they like i can't dr- i can't even drink and drive a car or, or even like operate a bicycle when i'm when i've had some 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 uh some drinks when people are driving motorcycles man it's just like come on guys this is this is this is fucking stupid. I'm stupid, but this is really fucking stupid. Yeah. Bad false. To confidence. me, the to me the motorcycle thing is not even about like your your ability on a motorbike. It's about you think about how many people you have to trust in order to get on a freeway and arrive at your destination safe. Like yeah. you don't think about that at all. You don't know yeah. anybody. On that freeway, you'll pass hundreds of cars. You don't know what pills those mofos been popping, who's texting Carly back at Grinder, <laughs> like what music they're listening to. We don't, we take all of that for granted. We just get on the freeway, we're just like, yeah, dude, we're cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> we take so many chances in our life that we just like are fine with doing. And the motorcycle thing for me is like, I'm not, I mean, like I've ridden motorcycles. I have a motorcycle, but you do like, I, yeah, I have this like oh, little yeah, posty, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this CT 110 thing that like I got for Taz, uh, for her 30th oh, birthday. Or I thought you were talking, I thought you were just talking about your electronic bike. I was like, come on, Alan, that's not a, bro. Motorcycle. even that scares me. <laughs> even that scares me. Dude, those things get up and running, dude. <laughs> it's just, it's just how much you have to trust, especially too. Cause when I ride that electric bike, shout out to rad power bikes, bro, Seattle based company, mm-hmm. everything manufactured come on in down, Seattle. Come on what, what? Uh, when you, when you get on the back of that thing, it's not about your ability on a bike. It's about having to trust like hundreds of other people who, dude, I mean, there's people behind the wheel who should not be behind the wheel. There's, there's, you should have a driver's aptitude to, bro, I'm a distracted driver. Like, yeah. I know how distracted I can be on the road. And I mean, I've never gotten in a serious wreck, but, um, but yeah, that that's the motorcycle thing for me. I'm like, I don't get that, man. I don't, I don't understand. Well, what are you going to do when when little Tintin wants to get a motorcycle when he turns 16? Well, that's the bugger, too, because his mom's like yeah. adamant motorcycle rider. You know, she's like all about it. She comes from a family of motorbike riders. And my dad's a motorbike. Like, I'm cool with motorbikes, right? But like riding like on the, the freeway. Wings that are, just have like speakers <laughs> and like giant 
no, lazy no, that's boys like a, on them. No, that's like a roadster RV. or something. <laughs> those are the best, dude. RV. Those are those are those are cruise. Those are called like cruisers or something. I'm talking like go out yeah. like a dirt bike. Like go out where there's yeah, dirt yeah, yeah. and ride a bike. Mm-hmm. Where you you're not your knees a little bit if you can. Yeah, yeah you're like, eliminating if, like if a you, bus changing lanes. Exactly. Yeah. Which is actually yeah. most like fatalities with motorcycle crashes come from like cars hitting the motorcycles, not motorcycles, you know, wrecking or I literally just made up that statistic. I've never researched yeah. that at all. <laughs> sounds, sounds close. Yeah. Yeah, no, like a, a quick adjustment, they take a spill. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I've been uh Julian to answer your question. Yeah. I've been in, in uh, Liberty Lake the whole time. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> since you, you you've been you since we left. Yeah, <laughs> four months ago. Four we because we did sixteen episodes, and those were the episodes that came out that we were all a part of that were just backlogged. That was sixteen, which is four week or you know four 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 months. months. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy because it doesn't seem like it's been that long since yes, we've not seen months. each other. Mm-hmm. Does it seem that long to you guys, or does it seem even longer because of time? goes back and forth i think i think it feels probably long just because i've just been out here and i you know mm-hmm. went away from the four days or five days routine with you guys yeah that it's been like a big adjustment i haven't like you know gotten the action like you guys have yeah yeah we had a we had a pretty a pretty uh solid uh ritualistic kind of flow going for a while i mean we didn't really know what we were doing half the time but we still were doing stuff regularly just pretty much every day um that was we did a lot man that was a wild time we did a lot lot. of stuff we did a a ton of stuff in that two movies tons of live at the lodge stuff podcasts yeah excuse i want to get those pong conversations out there too i know i still gotta finish the edits on the conversations yeah i got four did you make some oh cool yeah we shot we shot three of them i shot one with and they're sick, dude. They're actually cool. Like that idea for Sweet. a podcast is actually a really good idea if you can get, um, yeah, guests. awesome. Who'd you shoot? It's, them with? it's a quick format, you know, like ten minute thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just you did Blake, Tristan, and myself. Yeah, Blake, oh, cool. Tristan, and, and yeah, that's Steve. awesome. Yeah, you know something that's so strange about having done so much stuff this during the pandemic with you guys is that coming back out here it's almost like the the bar was set so high for me to like continue doing stuff and doing things and when i didn't have the tools to or the people uh and the resources to do the things that we were doing uh and and the community to do it i was like oh my god i'm so i'm like i'm dead in the water and i'm like in this place that i'm I, that i'm meant to be so proactive and and efficient and and productive in and all of a sudden i found myself you know and we're also like coming at coming like at the end of a pandemic and things are still very strange obviously but uh but i definitely set the bar really high for myself and was like wow i like i can't go back to square one i have to do this and or better and uh and i don't know how healthy that was for me for a little while because i was really kind of just like gutted by this idea that i needed to like keep going and not stopping and uh i've i've since kind of collected myself and gone easy or on myself but uh 
but yeah, that really set the tone that once we did all that stuff, but it, but it wasn't in, in a bad way because, you know, we did all those things and we didn't do them in any, like, like it, it was all fun. It was, you know, stressful at times, but it was all for, for the purpose of just having a blast. And I think coming back here, it felt like, oh, I need to be doing that now rather than like, we're, ju we're just doing these things because we can and we love to. Whereas I was like, I need, I need to feel that again. Uh, and that was like a dangerous place for me to be. It's really, really driving me crazy. Well, Did that's you guys feel you any need, of that? That's why you just need to move back to Spokane <laughs> so we can keep doing that stuff. Well, don't tempt Seems me like with there's a good solution times. to this problem, Steve. It's called get nah, your man. ass Someone out come of New York attic City. so I can get out of this fucking place. <laughs> Steve's been up there for nine years counting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I would love to. I don't know. It's it's such a weird conversation, even, man. I don't know. Like, there's there's so many things I want to get done in New York. I've been here for ten years, man. It's like so hard for me to just be like, yeah all right, I'm done because I'm not, you know? And it's, and it's like, it's almost like it might even just be my ego. That's like, nope, I need to prove it to myself that I make sense out here. And it feels like I'm just on the cusp of delusion where I've like done just enough work out here as an actor and as like a person in my life to keep me going. If I hadn't done enough, I know several actors that live out here that, that literally just like, that don't do anything. They they don't have representation. They don't get work. They they've never had anything happen, and they just like you know go to class and then they go and and work their 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 day job, and and that seems them? like delusional to me. <laughs> Jarek Candanarius. <laughs> Can you put their Insta handles <laughs> on? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> scroll them through they, the bottom. They need some. I'll scroll through the bottom. No, but it's really sad, man, because, you know, and, and I feel like, geez, you know, because you're always looking at your, your the, you're a product of your surroundings. So you're like, okay, I got people up here and I got people down here. And I'm like, geez, I like I'm in the median and I, and you always feel like you're, you know, I mean, at least me, I always feel like I'm like not where I want to be. And I always want to be farther. And I, I look, sometimes I like check myself and I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you've done stuff and you, and you're doing things still. So that is what is continuing to motivate you to do these things because you are growing and the trajectory is moving in a forward, in a forward motion. But there's a little bit of just like, am I delusional to be thinking that I can like, am still doing this and should be doing this and then it's like no julian you're not you're doing it it's happening but like i look at some of my other friends i'm like you you guys are you guys are delusional but then i'm like what's really the difference you know and it's just time and and you know like the only way to fail at this thing is by stopping and giving up you know yeah like, i think if you that's I the think only surefire way to fail i think jules if you break down anything that you do there's a level of delusion that goes into it Sure. Like, yeah. Whether you're <clears throat> succeeding at the highest quote unquote success plateau or you're, I mean, at the end of the day, we're floating on a ball in the middle of eternity, breathing oxygen, 
our system has evolved over millions of years and like some place in our body allows oxygen and blood to separate so yeah, that we can the simulation the earth is flat <laughs> but i mean like really like if you step far enough away from your own problems not you specifically jules i'm just speaking like in general yeah, myself yeah, no, i get it it's all crazy it's all fucking delusional yeah. dude and that's even more of a reason to do what like really inspires you and really makes you stoked and i think for me i just want to do cool shit with people i enjoy doing yeah. cool shit with like so, that's at the end right. of the day that's it yeah like i want to i want to lessen you... lessen the amount of time i spend doing things i don't want to do yeah that's like what i want 2021 and onward to be just like i want to do shit i want to do and sure there's stuff that like you you know at times where you where you got to dig deep right like like i don't necessarily like exercise but in order for me to operate at my best i've got to go do it you know in order for me to not be pissed off constantly i've got to get some cardio in so sure there are some some things in life that you don't want to do but creatively like i just I want to move forward doing things I enjoy with people I enjoy doing them with. I think we're doing that. I mean, you know, and I think, I think just having that mentality and saying it out loud and, uh, you know, trying to apply those, uh, thoughts towards the execution of, of a thing is, is the first steps in, in any of that stuff. And, and we've already proven that we can, and we've already proven that we, that we should continue to do those things. And so, I don't know, it seems like a really good place. And that's, you know, that's just to go back to the whole idea of like coming back to Spokane. It's like, that's what kind of is conflicting in me currently. Cause I'm just like, shit, man, like, fuck, like what, what am I, where, where, who, who, am, like I have literally like a life there and a life here now because of what we've done. And that's so awesome. Um, and I, and I don't want to also lessen like I, you said, I want to lessen the things that I don't want to be doing, but the things that I'm doing out here minus a, like some of the, you know, when I get into like this mode of being like, Oh my God, so fucking crazy. I can't pay attention. I'm, I'm auditioning all the time and I'm getting rejected all the time. Like that can, that can suck. But you know, for the, for the, for the majority of it, I, I really do really like it. And so otherwise I wouldn't be here if I didn't. Um, and I want to do the exact same thing. And I think we will. And I think we have and, and are going to continue doing that. And that's exciting. Um, yeah, I think I think potentially the the time that we had was unprecedented because it was a pandemic and we had so much focused and concentrated time to do things that, and try things that we'd never had the time or opportunity to try. Unique circumstance for sure. Very, very unique circumstance, like Steve said. And so moving forward, I think it's just, there's just more of a long play, right? It's like, mm -hmm. we did all of this really fun stuff together and thank God that we were able to, you know, that like we were afforded the, ability and time and finances even like the support of fans and people who bought tickets to all these ridiculous shows we made. Yeah. Moving forward. I think 
those carrying on that creativity is absolutely vital and able. It's just got to be a longer play, right? Yeah. It's just got to be a longer yeah. play. Like, okay, in nine months, what are we going to do? Versus like, hey, dude, it's three weeks till Christmas. Let's do a Christmas <laughs> yeah, special. Gotta make a movie. You know? Yeah. So That's what it was. <laughs> it was. What it was. It was just yeah. absurdly that fast. Was wild. And big. Steve, you were, you were going to say something. Both Julie and I cut you off. Oh, no, it's all good. I was just going to say, I think what we enjoyed the most out of most of those days is that by the end of the day, we all felt good in the and supported by each other and like successful as of whatever metric that is to the individual person for whatever we did that day. It felt good and comfortable. And at the end of the day, all that matters is that you live your life like this. Yes. Have your most best time. Have your most best time. Shout out to SWAT. That's it. That's it, man. That's it. That's it. Have your most best time. That is really it, man. We're going to get, and you know, the long game is we're never going to not be friends and be collaborators and be people who are going to want to stay creative. It's part of our DNA at this point, especially with each other as like a, as a unit. We have this, you know, and this thing is always going to hold us accountable to have these conversations and then to be like, well, I guess we got to, I guess I got to come back to Spokane and let's start doing, let's start doing this thing. And there's always works in progress too. You know, there's always things that we're all like, I don't, I don't know if I can announce this. I'll cut it out if I can't, but Alan, you sent me a song and it's fucking rad. It's fucking sick. I've been, I've been writing, I've been writing songs like a madman, bro. I'm like, yeah, stoked. It's so great. It's fucking, it's like one of, one of the better songs I've heard from you in a long time, in my own humble opinion. Thanks. And, uh, and you did it all on your own. Like you didn't have the help of anybody from what it sounds like. Well, I, yeah, not totally true. But um, well, I, I started it and uh, wrote the lyric and the melody by myself. But then the can Twinkle Fingers Swatikins laid down the can Keeves pipe right, right, right. and just yeah, brought yeah. this whole song to a different level. It's like, yeah, he laid some Moog bass on this dog. I'm telling you, it's like makes you oh, dude, my, my balls I'm up in my up in my chest. Yeah, send it to, send it to Steve. He had his most time. Yeah, um, I'll send it to uh, Lib. But yeah, it's it's it 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 goes to say that you know like we're 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 doing stuff. We're being creative. We're we're satiate. We're that was not the right way to say satiate. Uh, we're we're uh, I don't fucking know, man. Snaking like, our less for the creative juices. That's exactly what I needed to say. Thank you, Steve. Um, and there's always something going on, and we're always going to be doing those things because we're creative people inherently. So. I'm not concerned by, about it by any means. Um, I'm 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 more just excited and like eager to get to have it happening. And so you know, downtime always feels like, and even just like seeing you guys right now and like having this conversation, I'm like, fuck, man, I miss you guys. I want to like, it. You know, we're doing these conversations from across the globe from each other, literally. Um, but it's it's nice. It's cool that we can. What a what a privilege we have to be able to like use this, use this cool technology to, to do this stuff. But, uh, but, but mark my words, man, we're going to do so much more. We're going to do, we're going to make movies. We're going to make all sorts of stuff. We're going to make albums, musicals, all these things. They're in the works. There's things that are happening all the time. Alan's working on music. It's, it's, 
it's going to happen. And that's a really exciting thing to know and to like, I'm honestly count on like I, I count, I rely on you guys as creative presences in my life. Um, and that's, that's a really cool, uh, friendship to have in my opinion. It is likewise, Jules. Fight the stigma, baby. Fight Fuck the you stigma. guys. Fuck you guys, I'm out. <laughs> Fight the stigma, baby. Fight the stigma. You heard it's it hot out here people. in New York. Um, do I still look? Do I still look tan? I'd like to one to... one one caveat from the uh, current position that we're in. Do you own mm-hmm. a shirt with sleeves, Jules? Not now. Not now. Yeah. <laughs> or a pants where the knees so, aren't uncovered. It's so hot here, dude. I mean, Steve's got it worse, but I mean, it's actually pretty cool in this room that I'm in right now. Yeah, but it doesn't stink like, like New York blasted. does. Yeah, dude. What do you mean? Like at least somehow, oh, like yeah, in yeah, nature, totally. and it's nice. It's just hot, but yeah, you don't it's got not the, hot don't garbage got... everywhere. Oh, dude, it seriously gets so bad, dude. I always tell people like it's like literally having a down comforter saturated in like your like four month bender drinking of jaeger pissed on and then like hosed off with like a like a garden hose that just like is the beginning of the spigot that's just still like muddy and gross and like uh, that's what you tried to wash it off with and then you ring and then you wring it out and then you put it in the microwave get it hot and then you just toss it over somebody's head like that's what it feels like when you go outside out here in New York these days. Been there for ten years. She's loving it every day. Everyone, yeah, he's, he loves it. He's really, really fight selling stig- it, baby. Fight the stigma. <laughs> really selling it. Fight um, the stigma. Uh, went to the zoo yesterday, you guys, with Rudy. Nice, dude. Yeah, the Melbourne You've Zoo. You've been going there quite a bit, haven't you? It's so much fun, dude. He's like, does we he saw love orangutans. What does he love? Uh, uh, really bidding into empies, which in uh, children's vernacular is elephants. He can't pronounce, huh. he can't empies. pronounce elephants, so he says empies. Dude, we kind of did the whole zoo. <clears throat> Saw giraffes, bro, like ten feet away from a giraffe in an open air exhibit. Wild, That's the coolest, crazy, dude, absolutely insane. We got to go on an African safari someday with each other. So Your yeah. dad's been talking about him for a long time. Dude, Danny Eugene's been going on African safaris for a minute. <laughs> been trying to convince I me know, to go. Showing us, showing us pictures on his first generation digi camera. <laughs> Bro, he's still, he's still got so like worse. a cyber shot from 94. <laughs> and he's rocking. But it's got a really long zoom, dude, so he can get, he can get yeah, close-ups from a long ways away. Things well, great. we're in the we're in the zoo, and do we do the whole entire zoo, and we see tigers and lions and zebras, and it, it's a blast. I'm just like, this is so cool, you know. Like, I think a lot of people frame when they go to the zoo, like they're so they're captive, they can't go anywhere. There's you know, and I that's kind of a natural way to look at a zoo, but then also like. We formulate that opinion without talking once to any of the animals, right? Like some of those animals might be like, bro, this is like the Ritz Carlton, dude. They just bring me food. I don't got to go find it. Like I don't got to look for predators constantly. Um, But I go through the whole zoo and I get to the orangutans, dude. And the orangutans are sitting. There's like, you know, there's like a glass and 
space that you can just like stand in front of. There's a little deck kind of right in front of that glass uh, exhibit. And the orangutans are three inches away from the glass. And I was like, bro, that, that's, that's weird. Like orangutans are so close to being human. Yeah. It was, it was wild. It's like looking right at you. And I was like, that's my cousin. That was like very shocking. I was stone sober. It was like 1030 in the morning. I was like, I thought you were just gonna be like, I was stoned out of my mind. <laughs> no, like, no, well, yeah, dude, that's why you uh, were freaking. You can see him working it out. You can see consciousness. You know, you can yeah. see consciousness yeah. in those. I, like, I can't. The, the lions, the tigers. Like, even though I don't necessarily think that that's the greatest life for them, right? In the enclosure, um. But their their life isn't shit. I mean, like they they're chilling. They get food every day. They're all right. But I don't look in their eyes. I don't look in a elephant's eye and go like, "Oh, like that's that's something like me." But bro, I got face to face with them. One of them tan tans, dude, and I was like, "Bro, I was, I was like, I was about ready to bust those mofos out, dude." I seriously almost hit pants and like threw them <laughs> totally. on my shoulders and like, "We're out dude, of here, dude." I I remember <laughs> Get the being car warm. <laughs> I remember being at the zoo with you, Alan, when we were like. 19 or 20 years old and we were stoned out of our brains and yeah. you were standing at the monkeys at the monkey glass and you were just you had your hand up against the glass and you just kept reciting oh hey there monkeys oh hey there monkeys come on like monkeys. 35 minutes come on now monkeys Oh hey there, monkeys! Like I, was I, even... I like did the whole tour of the west wing of the zoo. And came back, and Alan was still just sitting there with his hand up, trying to preach to the monkeys. I mean, <laughs> even though like like a little monkey, we went and saw like baboons. That's not a little monkey. They're... Well, the little version of that monkey, like it was the baby. Or something. You know, that was the one that I saw up close. <laughs> And it wasn't the same yeah. interaction. It wasn't the same thing. Like there's so, there's levels to that monkey dumb that was mm-hmm, for sure very apparent in this orangutan. I was like, bro, dude, very smart. It wasn't. Blue it guy. wasn't long ago. Aww. Aww. This, is, this is my Jules. monkey Gunung. Orangutan. I, my mom adopted it for me for Christmas a long time ago. His, his name is Gunung. He's from Indonesia. Hey, that's Love pretty cool. That. Julian's holding up a a a, a plaque. Um, and that has a cute little orangutan on the plaque. His name is Gunung. So wait, Gunung. so you adopted it, but you couldn't <laughs> name it? That seems messed up. Why do they so get a, cute? Super cute, but like, um, why do you, why don't you get to rename it? I probably could if I wanted to. I think I just name need it. to pay the subscription fee or something. <laughs> like I think I, I think my oh, subscription no. expired. Nah, I think if you clean up and shit every day, you get to name it. Yeah, I don't care totally. if you're donating five dollars a month. Totally, yeah. No, they should call it adopting. Little, they should call it like supporting or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like adopt the highway. You're like, come on, bro. You ain't doing nothing. You got a sign. You yeah. gave like you gave a, a thousand bucks, but you're not actually <laughs> doing anything. You're not cleaning the diapers. Right. You're not going and picking right. up trash. It's like all the prisoners. Right. <laughs> they should get yeah. the adoption award. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, my mom gave me Gunung for Christmas like several years ago, and it's it's made it through the move, man. It's made it through. 
lots of uh, lots of moves here in New York, and uh, he kept it with me. He's he's my he's my baby daddy. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> I remember when Free Willy came out. Everyone was buying Shamus left and right. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Everyone had to own an Oka, Orca, own yeah. an Orca after Free Willy came out. <laughs> Who wants an own an Orca? <laughs> Is it own an Orca? Who wants to own an Orca? I do. Uh, speaking of whales, uh, Taz and Rudy and I went to Lorne uh, last weekend. There was whales in the bay. In the bay, three humpback whales. Oh, cool. Like, like uh, 100, huh? 100 yards away from the shore, just chilling, bro, Sweet. like waving at me. Kind of like, <laughs> apparently they're in heat. Nice, dude. Somebody was reading off like a know. Wikipedia thing. Which means they're like horny for each other? I don't know if they're in heat like or like season? they've just had babies. Because there was three of them and, the, mm. and two of them, I was assuming, not being a naturalist or a biologist or zoologist or marine whateverologist. I think uh, you. I think people expect you to be that out. You better. You better tell this accurately. I'm speak, I essentially, I'm speaking out of my ass at all times. Uh, I was assuming that they were the they were the babies, and um, uh-huh, uh, they were waving. Uh, yeah, she kept going on her side and like waving, like "What's up, Mike?" Uh, cool. What in? Have you guys ever seen a whale up close, like a humpback whale? Mm-hmm. Dude, I've seen a blue whale, which is like nice. I want to say like 200 feet long, but I might be exaggerating. But how close were you? Huge. Very. We were in Loretto. It was like, all you could see was the body kind of coming up and over the water. And then like, you could see the, the water kind of like moving around it and like the, the, the foam and like the ripple effect that it created on the, on the current. But it was, we, we were probably because we, the guy that was, driving the boat that we were in was you know a guy local from the area and he was like wanting us to see it and so he got up probably as close as like 50 or 60 feet that's amazing did you get a peek of the, did you get a peek of that nice. hole? dude hell yeah baby that thing was <laughs> fierce <laughs> i could have I could have literally gone inside of it with my own whole body and not even plugged it up. What do you guys it think about nuts. this uh, this New Jersey guy who's claiming that he got swallowed by a whale and spit back out? You guys seen these stories? Dude, how do you how do you know so much so much news about stuff, man? What I do you read, read the news. Dude? Do you? <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. I guess good, that's news. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, I it was like one news. of the number one trending stories. On Apple News, yeah, like come the, on now, the last two weeks on Apple News, Sounds honor, bro. None of you saw. I it. didn't hear anything about. No, nah. this like guy from New Jersey is like, it's a fucking wheel, Mike. It's a fucking wheel, bro. <laughs> did he have pics? Did he have pics to prove it? Looks injured, bro. It's a wheel. <laughs> did, he have, did he have bruises to prove it? <laughs> no, he just yeah. I read the article and I was just like, how how did this become? a like national news story because essentially the guy just like was out fishing claims he got swallowed by a whale got back on his boat drove into shore and was just like and told somebody and then <laughs> like csnbc hey, just picked it up and was like man claims to be swallowed by a whale <laughs> hey man we just we just watched Independence Day a few days ago, and Randy Quaid is the weirdo in the movie. He talks about being abducted by aliens, and everybody thinks he's the crazy drunk in town until guess what? 
the fucking aliens show up and he saves the world. And so maybe this guy's telling some truth, man. Maybe this guy has some real truth to the matter. Let's not call him anything yet. Let's well, maybe just I was just literally, think... I was asking your guys' opinion because this is a podcast where you <laughs> strike up conversation well, and neither of you my, had any opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion is I'm saying maybe he's the Randy Quaid of the story. I believe uh, him. Speaking of UFOs, what do you guys think about all these UFOs that the Pentagon's releasing? <laughs> reading the news. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm into them. I I buy into it, man. I I saw some UFOs before. I told you that story. I mean, you th- I don't do you know what I are? saw. Do you think they're like extraterrestrial from another? Yeah, I don't planet. think they're called UFOs anymore. I think they're called like U U unidentified G-I-S-A's, aerial UTA UTA. U- UTI, urinary tract infection. That's basically. <laughs> well, what do you think they are? Do you think that they're <clears throat> from another planet? Aliens. Do you think, you think they're I hope aliens? So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they're other life form. I would what like think, to think. Steve? I would. I would like to think that. Energy. They're they're different they're different form they're different forms of energy that are unidentified because we haven't uh, received that that uh, strain of is a, is energy can energy be in a strain, um, whatever that is whether that's look at Adam, like both your guys' faces right now look at me you sound like you're pitching a new CBS you sound like you work at BuzzFeed and you're like okay so here's the column <laughs> so you energy get like 40 is a strain. Of the worst scenes in 16 candles Damn, no man i want to be- i want to believe that i want to believe that the aliens are are real things i just don't know what an alien is like that's the thing it's just like there's a there's a uh an idea that we have been conditioned to believe through media that what a, an alien is but i i just don't know what that is but yes i believe that it's i think that the things that people may be seeing and what i may have seen before is uh uh yeah, just like an, a different form of energy that we never have come in contact with before. Whether that's is an alien in its actual like Independence Day slimy form, or whether it's like something that we can't even see, it's something else than what we are aware of. But who the fuck am I, dude? Well, yeah, it's obviously just something else. I'm, I'm, I'm Dandy Quaid to, over here. I'm, I'm curious what Steve thinks they are. They Steve's are skeptical unidentified flying objects that I don't know how to identify. Yep. Glad That's you what they are. On it. <laughs> You're welcome. That's a long conversation. I think honestly for me, I'd rather save that for another podcast. Cause that's okay, a whole, well, that's a whole next... world of conversation. My, my dad's coming into to town do, on Thursday. To you guys want to have a UFO conversation with the eggs? Uh, sure. I don't need to do research. I, want... I know the answers, dude. Bezos okay, is well playing Julian, an air go-kart research. game with all of the Quaid families. That's on what he said UFOs. What he's doing. Yeah, go go do some studying on UFOs. I think I I have a feeling that the Pentagon is bringing to Congress within like the next couple weeks. They're coming in front of Congress and talking about these un- unidentified. I feel like they're UA un- unidentified aerial objects, UAOs or something. Uh yeah, I mean Which we got fun because 
I can't wait I for them to do. do. I hope they do. They definitely, they definitely are. It's coming in front of That's Congress awesome. soon, and I can't wait to to see some of the questions that our Congress people ask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, let it out. Let the information out. I think that's where my skepticism goes so much is that uh, like it's so fantasized where I want to believe and how selfish of it to think that we're the only existing creatures or entities of in this psychic nature, right? In this realm, in the spirit energy Julian's talking about, like it's selfish to think that we're the one in the billion possibilities out there in the universe. <clears throat> I just don't want to, yeah. it's so fantasized. It's so, I'm just, I'm just terrified that I'm just terrified that we're going to weaponize it. Like always our well, those are the theories instinct. though that we already have. Isn't that the theory though that we already have? We had nothing. Well, we had no, nothing. Not... We basically had cars that went fast until the fifties, and then we found a UFO, and then computers came. So, well, yeah, I mean that, that's a theory that makes sense. But my fear is that the Pentagon or our stance on it, right? Our stance always when we come in contact with something we don't understand is like oh well, it's gonna kill us right but there there hasn't been any airstrikes there hasn't been any ufos like dropping bombs or you know we we take unmanned aircrafts and we fly them to syria and we blow up weddings right we haven't ufos haven't done any of that well that's but part my, of the thing though go sorry go ahead well, my fear is that we're going to take all of this unidentified information and we're going to like stir up a reason to be afraid of something so that we can go off and just fight another war that's going to be unending and a fucking drop in the bucket of our federal budget. But that's for another show. But I'm I am a little bit less like, "Oh man, where are they going to take this thing?" Like, uh, yeah. I'm a little curious about it. Yeah, because they're they're uh, great. They're just like they show up every so often, and they just like they fly in circles, and they're just like, "What's up, dude? You can't catch me." Well, and that's, that's it. The that right, is that there's never been one that's landed in Central Park. They're always in these like crazy rural areas. You know, right. it's like if they're out there, why aren't they flying over Fenway Park? They're exactly. going why don't to. they just show up and just like live their life, bro? It's Pride Week. Why don't you just go out on the streets yeah. and just be like, it's UFO time, baby. I'm living my best life. <laughs> I've been to the desert in Nevada. It's boring as shit. There's no reason for aliens to be flying around out there. There's nothing there. Yeah. Nothing. Dude, maybe that's it's what like they want. Body. It's they're like not looking for what we they're not looking for what we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like my upper half. It's my upper torso <laughs> well, out upper there torse. in the Jim Dean deserts. Uh also it's called a uh Unidentified aerial phenomena, oh. UAP. UAP. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was yeah. UAP. Everybody else besides us knows that, though. So it's no no news for anybody. I'm just telling you guys because uh, <laughs> we're behind the, videos, the times. The videos specifically up. from like these Navy pilots are are pretty bonkers. Compelling. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how quickly these things are moving across the screen and just like the actual videos are like, whoa, that thing is. That's not like a bird or a fly or. And, yeah. and seemingly, if that sort of technology existed, like if, if, say, if that was the Chinese, it would be so, I can't imagine how difficult it would be to keep that technology under wraps. Like, to develop that sort of tech, anti-gravity, like, interdimensional propulsion, and just, like, some can, professor at can Amherst wasn't just like, hey, I heard about this thing that they're doing in China, right? Like, 
So that's what's weird to me is that if it if it was a human technology, I feel like a like that the leap between you know fossil fuel propulsion and what you're seeing on that screen it's such a gigantic leap that somebody would have had to said something leaked something something well there's a bunch of theories about how that stuff doesn't happen either say that again you know the men in black that's a bunch of theories about why that stuff doesn't happen either as far as the value of it um keeping it secret Mm. because it can be weaponized by your enemies you know the men in black that's that whole thing right it's like there was a team that went out and found people that might have had justified information or real proof that those sorts of things were in the works and they disappeared. And that's a whole other thing. Do you think that in a day and age where we're so connected to technology that it would be easier to keep things secret today or harder to keep things secret today? Easier. Easier. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think so too. And I'm right back in the what was that movie that um Leonardo DiCaprio was in where he was like the ultimate con man? Catch me if you can. Oh yeah. That was a true story. True story, right? But that was like back true in story. the sixties, was it? Fifties, mm-hmm. sixties. Mm-hmm. When all that was happening, you're watching that movie, you're like, how did that that could never happen today? You just couldn't pull that off. You couldn't pull off like a bunch of fake passports and a bu- like there's too many digital mm-hmm. representations right. of mm-hmm. your face. Mm-hmm. But if you're some sort of like deep state shadow government and you just don't communicate on the internet, right? If you just like kind of go back a hundred years and do things the way that they used to, couldn't you just keep things like wicked secret beyond just like, yeah, either. It would either have to be definitely like, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I think that you're right. If you like snail mailed things in correspondence wise, it could probably stay secret opposed or be like the highest level of hackership to where like no one can break your email code. Right. Yeah. That seems seems less plausible to me than just like, hey, dude, I got that. I found an alien. Okay, let me just let me just yeah. UPS Tom over in <laughs> you know, Nevada. Like, nobody would pick that up. They, be, they wouldn't be looking for it. Like, an actual paper trail nowadays seems like it would be more secretive than, you know, like know encrypted crazy, email, right? right? Because... It's true. Nobody's looking. Like, nobody's looking. <laughs> just, like, actually yeah. tie your letter to a pigeon and just, like, take it off. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. under We've been my talking LL, about this for decades. Catalog and <laughs> it, you know. I just put I just, just put a bunch car- of letters carve out in the a bottle. pages in a Bible and just yeah, just carve out the pages <laughs> in a Bible and like just put your note in that thing and send it off. That's the way to do it, man. Uh, that is that the, is way, the to way, way to do it. That's for another. That's for another podcast. Though I think that would be an interesting conversation to just dive into yeah, aliens do and extraterrestrial, especially with that hearing coming up. Like I think it's in the next week or two that Sweet. literally the the pentagon is meeting in front of congress and wow that's hopefully crazy. it goes a little like hopefully it goes it over well better than when like facebook and twitter met in front of congress mm. <laughs> and our congressman <laughs> was like, hey man so my wi-fi like fucking doesn't really get all the way to my garage and i'm curious <laughs> if you could tell me why 
that happens. It's <laughs> like, dude, I'm fucking Mark Zuckerberg, dog. What? Why are you asking me about fucking Gmail account, dude? Um, I hope it's like that. I hope it's like le- le- leads us to. Oh, anyways, love you guys. This has been a blast. Love you too. I'm gonna go take care of your dogs for the rest of the day. Oh, you're gonna go take care of the dogs. Yeah, I gotta get to the dogs. To the dogs. What are you doing, Alan? I am playing tennis tonight uh, with with my local my local rat pack, bunch of old gutter gutter rats, and uh, (laughs) I'm looking for um, I'm looking for a good series to start, man. Yeah, on the tellies. Dude, I just watched this movie called The Father. Oh yeah. my god, dude! It's with, with Anthony uh, Hopkins. Oh, it's so good. He want he you saw it? Yeah, yeah. It's super I'll think of some series, Alan. I'll text you. Yeah, yeah. Text me some series. I want. It's tough. It's a tough thing, you know, because I'm like trying to get Taz into the series, and mm-hmm. and then also Muzz, you know, my father in law, mm-hmm. and also my mother in law. Yeah, you like, got people. That's the that's the hardest, dude. Like, oh, I want to watch. Yeah. I want to watch. I'm in the mood for like a new Game of Thrones, dude. I want some blood, totally. some like hardcore, like sh- spearing. I want to see somebody get yeah. shish kebab from like 40 yards out. Dude, I'm and, watching uh, Game of Thrones right now, and I'm at the height of some neat shit, dude, that nice. I've been seeing lately. It's I think awesome. American Gods is really good now. American Gods? Yeah. Okay. What's With that? Wait, it's it's sick. What, Show, what, what no, streamers? Showtime stars. Showtime stars, HBO. It's one of those. So much. get I'll that over here. Um, Damn, dude! You're we don't in get trips. the my HBO Max. We don't get the Showtime over here. We get nothing, dude. We get like in Netflix. And if, say what you will they about Netflix, some, they got some good programs. They also have some shit some programs. Goodies. Totally. Yeah. They like they sure. just been right, buying guys, up really old programs. <laughs> Steve's like, all right, hey, guys, wait, sign us off with a, sign us off with a nice song, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Sign, uh, sing, sing us off. Um, Lord, you... here I am to worship. <laughs> here I am to bow. <laughs> He's out. Love you, Steve. Peace. Love you, Steve. Bye, Daddy. Oh, boo-boo, did you just make it to the end of the video? Yes, you did. Do you want to see more videos just like this one, huh? Do you? Well, then head over to patreon.com slash liveatthelodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire Live at the Lodge family. Yep, yeah, you're going to get exclusive merch, personalized shout-out videos. Me and Jules, we're going to show up at your house and baptize your nephew, huh? Check it out, patreon.com slash liveatthelodge.